Welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. It is a 512 Friday edition of Ball Don't Lie, which means we play jams from very talented human beings that you get to catch live right here in the ATX. And Patrick lets you know how you can do it. Who are we jamming right now, Patrick? This is a giant dog, and they are playing tonight at Chess Club. A giant dog. Man, it's There's such a some challenge. Great names, I know. Man. That's got to be one of the, the challenges to come up with a name that you're satisfied with. Because yeah, we have to do it with Ball Don't Lie. We do. We do it when you we come did. with the show. Yeah, that's right. Got to pick one and you just got to roll with it. Well, yeah, and then it's like, what's funny is there's some bands they pick one, they're like, that's really good. And you're like, man, you just made an unsearchable name. Like, no one's ever going to find it because, like, one word. Yeah. It's a common word. That's when social media changed everything. Yeah, and you're like, yeah. cool. It's like, I can't look your band up. Yeah, that's a great It's a point. problem. Yeah, now you got to, yeah, that's a good, now you got to make it catchy. Uh, can I, can I make it trend? Can I hashtag it? That right, kind of yeah, stuff. Right. Yeah, that kind of stuff matters, man. Um, all right, uh, my man Patrick, thanks to him for all of his uh, efforts on a 512 Friday. If you missed any of the suggestions on a 512 Friday, go to hornfm.com and you can catch up with them there. Uh, also, you can be a part of the show, Specs Text on 512 337 3776. Also, via Twitter, my man Harge is at Hardball Harge in the verse, and my man Patrick Davis at It's Patrick Davis. I'm at Rod Vavers in the Twitterverse. Okay. Let's. I was going to get into some Texas West Virginia discussion that we still might if we have time, and if not, we can just table it for next segment when we go behind the burnt orange curtain. Because I want to give our official picks for the games this weekend. Also, I would like to preview the last game we haven't had a chance to talk about as much: Kansas City Jacksonville. Haven't broken that game down as much, uh, so I want to get into that. And uh, there's an NFL story that you, Harge, uh, hip me to, and I'm a Texans fan, so I want to talk about it too, that yep. D'Amico Ryans did have his interview with the Texans today, and you said there's a report that that interview may have gone really well. Yeah, Aaron Wilson is reporting that he seems to be the leader in the clubhouse when it comes to uh, wow. the candidacy mm. for the, okay. the Texans head coach. And, and you know, it, everybody was talking about basically what you said Yesterday, when you were talking about Shano and what he thought about him and the first questions and and the other people that coached with him, like who will be that type of guy? Chip Kelly saying that Mm -hmm. I think he'll be a great coach. He might even be president. You (laughs) never know. And everybody keeps coming up with the same thing. He's a great teacher and he's special. And he's special. And the beautiful thing about it for me, and you can probably speak to this a lot more, when you have a player – as your head coach, but somebody that's a student, though, not just a player. Like, he could have been a great player. He could have been a terrible player. But if he was a great student of the game, Which and he, was. He, he, he may not have made all the big tackles, but he was in the right place. He may not have scored every touchdown, but he was close to the goal line. Those are the guys that you want to be around because they're heady. Mm-hmm. They're, they know what to expect. And that's him as a defensive coordinator and what he brings to the table. It looks like everybody that has ever spoken to him, been around him, or played with him have the same answers. This guy gets it, and he understands it. And he seems to be a leader. Yeah, You know what I'm saying? Like People want to be around him. Yeah, I, That's a I big part of it. Uh, I agree with everything you said. Uh, I like the fact that, first of all, I think uh, Kyle Shanahan's coaching tree, although it's uh, a very small sample size, he's done a really good job of hiring good good coaches and coordinators around him in his short time of being a coordinator and being a head coach. Going back to his time with the Texans, the reason that you have uh, Matt LaFleur there and, you know, uh, Mike McDaniel, young Mike McDaniel there, we ends up 
you know, following Kyle to mm-hmm. uh, Washington when he was there and um, following him to San Fran, of course, uh, is because they were initially there to work with Kyle on that staff offensively because he was the offensive or once he became uh, the offensive coordinator there. And he saw D'Amico Ryans as a player. Mm-hmm. Uh, with the Texans because he was the uh, coordinator there, and he saw him as the middle linebacker there. And just as you pointed out, he saw how inquisitive he was. Mm-hmm. There are lots of stories about how Matt Schaub said that he would stalk him and just ask him questions all day, every day about uh, the offense, about tendencies and concepts offensively, um, and that he got so good at being able to analyze the offense that in practice he would be able to predict when Matt Schaub was – uh, deploying play action pass and when he wasn't based on the posture of his offhand. Right. And Matt Shop said it always bothered him. And this dude, he, he was such he was such a detailed oriented player that he figured out during practice because he's seen it so much when Matt Schaub was using play action and when he wasn't based on his offhand. <laughs> and then Matt Schaub used that like, all right, you know what? That's a tail something I got to correct. Right, right. So that's how detail-oriented it is, and that's one of the major traits of successful coaches or guys who are detail-oriented. And, yeah, Shano, when he hired him in 2017, said he was going to be a head coach. He said yep. it's only a matter of time before he's going to be a head coach uh, and end up being a coordinator, and I think he will be a head coach. Uh, Chip Kelly said the same thing about him uh, when he was actually the San Francisco 49 head coach. Uh, he said that uh, it wouldn't surprise him if he became uh, head coach in a few years. Uh, and he actually named him most likely former current player that he coached to be a head coach. Uh, and even his defensive coordinator, Bill Davis, when he was in Philadelphia as a player, uh, said the same thing about him. He said, D'Amico's so talented, he'll go to the next level and be a phenomenal head coach. So everybody who's been around him long enough pretty much agrees, oh, this guy's got what it takes. He's got the temperament, the disposition to be a great head coach. I love that he's been with the Texans before, so you have yep. that history. And I think that's also going to help you, you know, in your public relations uh, with the with the fans. No doubt. A little bit too. And that's why that's why I'm not a Houston Texans fan, but I do watch them and I do pay attention to what's going on there. And that's why it's kind of funny with this Nick Casario situation. But I sit here and I look at This is an opportunity for a young man to come in and lead people. Nick Bosa said he's going to be an unbelievable coach. I just, I think he really just figured out how to push people perfectly. Mm. He knows how to push us. He doesn't push us too hard. He doesn't give us too much credit. It's just really simple, but it's really not. Just the way he is as a coach and a leader, he's the best coach I've ever been around. Yeah. So when, when those types of things and looking at, Patrick was talking about the uh, situation with uh, uh, Sean Payton. How much is going to cost you? What is it going to be? When you have a guy that already has been in your system Mm -hmm. and understands Houston, played there, coached there, knows what's going on, you just understand that this is the best opportunity because Casario, you can still have your job for right now. He he will. You will still – you don't have to worry – about it because it's going to be one of those situations where it's going to be kind of brittle. But the bad thing if about it is they have to make sure that he gets the opportunity to build his staff and his team. You can't this can't be a one and done. This can't be somebody that you're stop gap because you think you're going to get yourself a whale. This is your whale. Mm-hmm. And if you don't get them now, somebody is and you're going to be kicking yourself in the butt again. Yep. Totally agree. He's my he's my second 
favorite choice behind Sean Payton if right. they can't get Sean Payton. And right now, I'm not sure they're going to get well, Sean Payton. And then I say, if it is two first round picks and $25 million a year, Domingo Ryan's my first choice. Right. <laughs> right. Like, I don't think Sean Payton is worth giving every single thing up in your franchise every to hope that he's going to care. Yeah. For I mean, because for that to matter, he's got to care for 10 more years. That's true. He yep. can't just go in five years, eh, we didn't get over the hump. Sorry, I'm good. Yep. Take my take my hundred million dollars and head on down the road. Yeah, like that's yeah. that's why you get a little bit more worried about going all in on somebody like that because he's fifty nine years old. Yeah, you so pick. he could walk away at sixty five and you never got over the hump and you're just a playoff team. You're like, well, huh? Yeah. So if that's the case, if it's that much, the price is that high for Sean Payton, then then I go, yeah, then bring in Domingo Ryan's because then you get back those guys like Andre Johnson and the ex the ex. Uh, Texans, yeah, that have been kind of that have been lapsed and not as thrilled. You bring back a guy who could be a leader, and mm-hmm. I think too when you talk about he needs to hire a good coaching staff around him, he's come up with Kyle Shanahan, yeah, and knows point. that system of going. All right, I'm probably gonna steal some of these guys. I hope so, and I'm gonna bring it. You know, I'm not gonna steal the OC from the 49ers, but maybe there's a QB coach or a wide receiver coach there who's ready to make that next step that Shano picked that he thinks he's the guy, and he's like, oh, no, I'm going to take him. He's been there so long. And I'm going to bring him. in my yep. OC, yeah. and now I'm going to give him that chance. Yep. So I I love it just because – and because I was a fan of his when he was a, on the Texans. Who was yep. And so player. it's just one of those great things player. where great as someone who's a former Texans fan, that's one of those moves where you're like, oh, this is going to make me look. It's going to mm-hmm. make me look. Yeah. I'm going to I'm gonna check that. I'm going to Facebook stock a little bit more on them Texans. Yeah, there's a, a feel-good factor yeah. uh, as a Texans fan. I agree with you on that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, It's very n- nostalgic, if you will. Uh, and you got, I mean, if they do hire him, he's got a lot to build with. We talked about this. $47 million in cap space. Uh, we talked about the picks. You got 11 mm-hmm. total draft picks in 2023, 10 picks in 2024. That includes... Two first rounders in each of those drafts. In this draft, you got five of the top seventy-four picks. You got that number two, twelve, and thirty-four. Uh, so you got—I mean—you got a boatload of draft picks, and you got—you know—you got—you're gonna have, I think, some patience. They're gonna give you a lot of leeway. I think he'll probably get a four, four to five year deal, and they'll give him most of that contract, considering you—you you just came off back to back one and duns. Right. So you should be. You know, there shouldn't be that much dysfunction to threaten his job security early on while he's trying to rebuild this thing. And as a defense, he's a def- defensive guy. Your secondary has got a lot of building blocks already. Jalen Petrie and mm-hmm. Derek Stingley drafted there in the secondary. So you've got some pieces to work with already on the defense. Uh, but, yeah, I, I like that if that's the way they're going, if that's the direction. And that makes sense after hearing that the price tag of Sean Payton is now <laughs> – Two first rounders and more. Yep, and and, and that that two that doesn't make <laughs> that's just so much that is involved with that yeah. when you start looking at it. And I know you can write a check, and it's the coaching staff, but it's the picks. It's the picks that I keep looking at. How are you going to build your organization if mm. you're giving away the picks that can help you build your organization? Yeah. Makes zero sense. And uh, I and I think people will definitely follow him. Mm-hmm. I mean, he will bring in and put together a good staff because of everything that you just talked about, how people feel about him. He's respected. They all want to come and coach with him yeah. because they want to see him do well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, Patrick's right, though. Who, who, who that offense, if they do hire him, yeah. his offensive coordinator. Cliff the, Kingsbury. No, I'm just kidding. 
Cliff ain't coming. No, Cliff don't he want ain't to coming. Yeah. But you know what? I'm not gonna. I'm, I'm not gonna <laughs> disre- I'm not gonna disregard that. You yeah. know what I mean? It could be Cliff Kingsbury. It could be Eric B. Enemy. Um, but that's gonna be the most important hire he makes. No doubt. Oh, for sure. Whoever's OC is for sure. most important hire because that that offense is a disaster. Uh, I was yeah. talking about you bring in like a Frank Reich too, somebody like that. That would that's oh, I like that. Like it's a more experienced guy, give you more leadership. Like that's there's sexy. guys out there. Oh yeah, that that have been let go. That are proven names. Yes, that are proven commodities for you. Yeah. totally agree. Uh, all right, Jacksonville versus Kansas City. Quick preview before we make our official picks for all of these uh, divisional round games. I you know I just I, I found a hard time. Trying to figure out ways Jacksonville can pull off this upset. Kansas City, man, they, they, they are easily the most impressive offense in the NFL. Look at the totality of the entire mm-hmm. season. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is probably going to win another MVP. He looks like he's on his way to uh, winning another MVP. The only hope Jacksonville has, the only hope they have, <laughs> is that, that they end up putting a ton of pressure on Patrick Mahomes. And then Patrick Mahomes just has a meltdown of of a game, which, by the way, we saw it happen with the Bengals. We have seen it that happen. Second half against the Bengals, mm-hmm. he had a meltdown. They applied so much pressure on him. He literally he went. In, he had he was just having like temper tantrums. Like he just had. We never seen a Patrick Mahomes like that even in college. So it can't happen. Um, but his passer rating drops uh, sixty one points when he uh, has to play under pressure. Uh, as opposed to when he's playing without pressure. So that's the that's Patrick Mahomes that you want to see. Not the 119 passer rating uh, for Patrick Mahomes. You want to see the guy that drops that drops off a cliff uh, when he faces pressure. That's what they're hoping. But let me ask you this. Do you think that that defense for Kansas City is up to snuff with Jacksonville's offense? You know, we, we talk a lot about – Patrick Mahomes, his offensive weapons, who he has, what he's been able to do. But we don't ever say anything about their defense. Do you Mm -hmm. think that their defense can hang out with Jacksonville? I know that they played them and played well earlier in the year, and they've Mm -hmm. done different things. But I think that this Jacksonville team is a different team than what they were before. I think we talk about the relationship between Quinn and and Shanahan, well, the relationship with Peterson and – uh, Reed is also out there as well. So how do you mm-hmm. feel? I mean, do you think that they will be able to move? They're going to move the ball. That just That's just who they are. I think Peterson is a smart mind. I think he can move some people around. Yeah. I think they're going to make this a lot closer because the line is eight and a half. It's a big one. That's a huge number. In divisional round. And for the record, they're not very good with the bye. I mean, with the uh, spread. Uh, Kansas City's not. Yeah, they haven't covered the spread very But they poorly. are undefeated when they have a week to prepare. Andy Reid really Andy Reid is really, really good. So I, I, I think Kansas City wins the game, but I also believe Jacksonville can keep it within a number because they were on the brink of elimination last week, and they fought through. And I think they understand we have to be off to a fast start because of that team over there is not going to let us back into the game. Yeah. Uh, you don't want to get down to Kansas City by no, double digits. Not at all. 
because uh, they'll finish you. Yeah. Mortal Kombat style. <laughs> I was just about yeah. to finish say. him. So finish him. I'm with. I'm a, I'm a Houston Texans fan, so I remember <laughs> being up on them twenty four points. Oh my goodness! And then down to them uh, by I think they had they were down double digits before half. It was yeah. that not, quick. not enough time to even celebrate. Right? Yeah. yeah. You, done, you yeah. had half a beer of celebration. <laughs> oh, we're losing. All right, not surprising. <laughs> oh man, I predicted the Texans would win that game too, and I feel like a genius. But you were like, right on. You were for right like on. Twenty minutes. And yeah. then I felt like an idiot for the rest of the time. <laughs> hey, Harjo, that was one of those ones superstition-wise. You're like, I got to like take a shower or something. <laughs> oh, something went wrong. Oh, man. With all Y'all probably was sitting up there trying to tough it out. No, I don't believe in superstitions. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to change anything. I don't know if anything could have changed the fate of Texas <laughs> on that day, man. Uh, all right, so this is the first game we'll pick then. Uh, we're all, I'm picking Kansas City. I'm yeah, I'm picking, picking Kansas City, yep. too. Yeah, Kansas City. Yep. That's, that, that seemed pretty easy. Uh, all right, let's go to the other AFC matchup. How about the Bills and the Bengals? <sighs> I know. I'm, I'm a you. Joe Burrow fan. Yeah. I believe that they cover the number. It's five and a half. I believe that they cover that. But I'm going to have to go with Buffalo. Go on Buffalo. Because it's a home game. Yeah. Uh, I know that Buffalo, I mean, uh, the Bengals are mad because they're having to play this game on the road when they feel like they could have had home field advantage and mm-hmm. they don't think it's fair. They think this game should have been the neutral site game. Uh, I, I, don't have, I, I don't disagree with them, but I'm going to have to roll with Buffalo in this one. Uh, yeah, I can't. Buffalo, they're just too self-destructive. And mostly Josh Allen. I mean, he's got what you talking about? Twenty-two turnovers so far this year. Had three in that last game uh, yep. versus the Dolphins. I'm gonna take Joe Burrow and the Bengals. I'm worried about the O line, but I was worried about the O line all last year. Yep, yep. And they end up Took going to the, the Super, Bowl. Super Bowl. Joe Burrow knows how to perform under pressure. Literally under pressure. Uh, I'll take Joe Burrow and the Bengals. Yeah, I got the Bengals. I like you mentioned earlier, Anarumo, the defensive coordinator for oh, the Bengals, yeah. shows some cool stuff. You know he's going to be coming after Josh Allen, trying to get him, trying to bait him into those long throws with the oh, safety yeah. hidden, all those types of things he's going to yeah, be doing. Mm-hmm. So I got the Bengals as well. I like that uh, point about the D.C. too for yep. uh, Cincinnati. All right, jumping to the NFC side of things. Uh, let's go with the Giants and the Eagles first. Uh, I got the Eagles in this one. I'm feeling – I don't know if I'm feeling – Confident, but I think if we see the Eagles that we've seen most of the year with Jalen Hurts, then they're gonna they're gonna win this thing, and uh, I think they'll win it mm, in a commanding fashion. I'm What's rolling with Dayball. Oh, yeah. I'm rolling with Dayball. What is the baby. line on the, on the game, by the way? Uh, I got it right here. It is well minus seven and a half Eagles. That's a big number too, man. I guess Vegas feels like I feel. That's yeah. A score one touchdown is commanding. I guess so. Yeah. But I don't know if I feel that good, actually. I, I I would take the Giants to keep it within that number. Yeah. But I'll take the Eagles to win. Yeah. I'm rolling with the Giants. Come on, Dayball. Come on, Daniel Jones. And, of course, come on, Saquon Barkley. Saquon. Yeah, Cause healthy Saquon. Because if the Cowboys win, they get the home game. Oh, no, that would be good. I like seeing you thinking ahead. Yeah, yeah. buddy. Who you no, I, look, this is, again, this is Phillies. I, I, I'm rooting for the Giants. But I feel like they have to like they have to show me that they're not ready to play in this game. I think this team with Jalen Hurts is just going to come out and play good football. Giants are going to fight, but Philly's just too good. They're too good. They're rested, and I'm with you. I think this is the moment they've been waiting for. I think they've been a little bored, actually. Yeah, yeah. and I think they're, like they're kind of coasting. If you saw last year, they played in the wild card game. If they didn't have any experience, no, then no. I would be a lot more worried about this. You got that experience of getting one and done last year you by forget, Tom Brady. You forget about that. But the fact yeah. they were there and they got one and done already, 
makes you think, hey, man, maybe we have a little bit more presence to be ready for this game as opposed to, no, nah, man, we're going to come in there and win that. I think now they may know better to to deal with that. I'm glad you brought that up because people forget that Philly made the playoffs last year. They did. Wild card. Forget about it. Um, all right, let's go to the other NFC matchup and talking about it all week long. Them Dallas Cowboys Ugh. versus the 49ers. I'll go first. Yeah, go ahead. Um, I have the 49ers winning the game. I think the Cowboys are going to keep it close. And they'll give 49ers fans heart attacks. That includes my wife and my my mother-in-law. <laughs> uh, but Ed includes Shadow um, that I think they're going to give them everything they, uh, everything they can handle. But I do think the 49ers are a better team. I think they had a better coach. Um, and I like the... Uh, the the philosophy that I think is going to separate them from the rest of the league just this year. So I got the 49ers winning it, um, but I, I think the Cowboys are going to keep making a fourth quarter game all the way down to the wire. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. There you go. This is hard for you. Patrick, boy. you can go, go ahead. I can see my man hard is hurting. No, he does, and I want to pick the Cowboys. I'll be rooting for the Cowboys. How good this team's looks since they got Christian McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. It just looks so good. I, you know, we're hoping for that rookie moment, but, but I, I mean, I can't pick against them. It's against, it against it. it's against my my better judgment mm-hmm. to pick against them. But that's all, and it's because I, I've watched too much Cowboys and I hang around with too many Cowboys who no one has seemed remotely confident for the last eight <laughs> weeks of the season. <laughs> that is true. Including yeah. the dude that's sitting in here with <laughs> you yeah, all exactly. right now. Not even Cowboys fans. But here it is, man. Dak Prescott Mm -hmm. exercised the demons last week. The Cowboys have been talking about a revenge tour as soon as they announced that they were in the playoffs and it came down that they were playing Tampa. Check that off the list. These teams have played each other nine times in the playoffs. Nine times. This time, the Cowboys handle business. The clock's not going to run out where they can't get to the line of scrimmage. They're going <laughs> to do the things. Brett Mahar, Mahar is going to come through with the kicks this weekend. They're going to need every single point mm-hmm. that they can get this Damn weekend. Man. Cowboys win. Ooh! There it is, Hard. I love it. Cowboys win. Yeah, come what's on. the point of not picking your team? Exactly. When your team is here. I- I was like, no, I'm going to pick my damn team if my team makes it that far. They are there. Yeah, they're there. I'd pick I've my team. I've been waiting for them to get there. They already exercised last week. Road I'm win. I'm with you, man. Road win. Yeah, and I, I think the back fact. Back-to-back road wins the, in the playoffs. And the fact that they're such a, a you know, not, not a huge underdog, uh, but I think they're going to relish in the underdog road. It's going to be good for them. This is perfect. It is. It's good for the Cowboys and the underdog. Like road. they said right here. Yeah. I hear bells. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but I, I'm telling you, I think it's going to be a tight game that comes down to the wire. It's going to come down to the fourth quarter. They're I actually, a four and a half point dog, the Cowboys are. Yeah, this is the most likely game. If you want me to pick the upset, this is the most likely game for the upset. That's what I want to hear from you. Yeah, this is the most likely game okay. for the upset. There's no question in my mind. The most likely upset is the Cowboys pulling an upset over the 49ers. Mm-hmm. I got the 49ers winning, and I'm rooting for the 49ers. I got to root for my boy. And the 49ers got more Longhorns than any other team, too, because Shano technically is one. So I'll, I'll take uh, the 49ers. Oh, and I, but I'm with you, man. I'm a little nervous. I'm, I'm nervous for the 49ers. Because mm. this is, you know, and, and the 49ers are really kind of working with house money because they lose with Brock Purdy. I always got the Brock Purdy excuse. Well, it was Brock Purdy, y'all know. We had Brock Purdy out here. That's why we lost. So they always got the Brock Purdy excuse now if they do lose 
rather than just say, you know what, they, even though we know that they are still considered or should be considered to be one of the best, if not the best team remaining in the playoffs. Hey, we're going to bring it. We're bringing everything. Hey, Tell them hell is coming with me. Hey, and we saw <laughs> both DCs in this game were out of the office today. Uh, Interviewing. That's both right. DCs were out of getting yeah, interviews. I guess you're right about Dan that. Quinn was in Denver, and I mean they're probably doing it via Zoom. Yeah, but Dan Quinn, via Zoom. Dan Quinn was interviewing with Dal- uh, Denver today, and D'Amico Runs was interviewing with Houston today. Yeah, distracted basically. So both Which, DCs yeah. got distracted. So it's equal. It's equal. Well, no, it ain't equal. The 52 extra hours of rest <laughs> and preparation the 49ers got over the Cowboys. That is something we don't mention enough. And that's also why I'm picking the 49ers. Oh, God. Uh, we'll, go. Come, we'll come back. We'll go behind the burn orange curtain. A.D. Mitchell visiting Texas. Uh, got the spring game uh, date set. And we'll talk a little Texas basketball. All that and more right here on Ball Don't Lie, wonderful Nine Horn. Welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. It is a 5-1-2 Friday. We play jams from local bands and artists that you can catch live right here in the ATX. Who are we jamming right now, Patrick? This is Big Bill, and they are playing Saturday at the Far Out Lounge. Oh, yeah, Big Bill. Mm-hmm. That's pretty simple. Big Bill. Big name. Yeah. That's what my uncle's name is, Big Bill. That's is that what they call him, Big Bill? Yeah. Big Bill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uncles and aunts and uncles always got cool random little nicknames yeah. they get for some reason. Yeah. Anyway, is Big Bill one that when Big Bill comes over, everyone's like, oh, man, Big Bill's coming. Or Big Bill's like, hey, man, Big Bill's coming. Put that in the fridge. Like, don't put that out. Don't say no. that. Big Bill's no. coming. <laughs> he ain't like Debo. He ain't taking anything <laughs> from nobody. Is Big Bill actually big? Because sometimes those it's are ironic. ironic nicknames where they're small, but they call them big. Well, they don't call them small. Oh, they call them Lil. And they don't call them Lil. small, Bill. Well, I'm saying, or he, Lil Bill. Like, saying, uh, like Lil, sometimes Lil ain't, he ain't Lil he ain't at Lil. all. Yeah, you know I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. He's, just, he's big. He like if someone Lil. called me, like they were like, hey, Stretch, or hey, Skating, be like, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Yeah, no. No, it's ironic. That's what I'm saying. Sometimes. No, no. All right. There you go. Uh, 512 Friday. Thanks to my man Patrick. We appreciate all of his efforts. Uh, hopefully, uh, we can appreciate the efforts of the uh, recruiting crew on the 40 Acres because if they did the damn thing, it is possible. A.D. Mitchell, the transfer who was uh, formerly with the Georgia Bulldogs uh, this past uh, football season, will be a Longhorn. He's uh, from the state of Texas. He's a Houston native, but ended up moving to Tennessee during his high school career. Still ended up becoming one of the uh, highest uh, rated receivers in the country. Was offered by Texas. Ended up taking a scholarship to Georgia um, and has played there the last two years. Ended up with 38 career receptions, uh, 38 career receptions, I should say, and about 560 yards. Did have two touchdowns uh, in, in one touchdown, I should say, in each of the uh, playoff games for Georgia and had seven receiving touchdowns total. Uh, had starts at, at Georgia as a true freshman. So if you can start at Georgia as a true freshman in any regard, then, yeah, you got some you, you got some uh, chops, all right, no doubt about it. So, uh, Harge, you're confident, though. You believe oh, yeah. that, that he's not going to leave the 40. I do not believe he's leaving the 40. Wow. I think we will find out something here over the weekend. You know that they do have junior days, so he's going to be part of that whole recruiting 
weekend probably. Yep. So I think by the time we'll probably hear some murmurs happening by the end of the weekend for sure. And he'll be on the, he'll be in class probably by Monday. Uh ooh. Man, in class, man. Yeah, they probably they work, they probably fast, working huh? on that. They probably already <laughs> working on that. Uh, no, man, I think a lot of Longhorn fans are hoping that uh, you're right about that. That'd be great if that was the case because they need some help at wide receiver. Uh, they need some reinforcements there at wide receiver. Well, and more insurance policies, I would say. Because remember last year they brought in Isaiah Hall, brought in Isaiah Nayor, uh, brought in Tariq Milton. And people mm-hmm. are really excited about the depth at wide receiver. And you really didn't, not because of anything that's the coach's fault or the program's fault. You didn't really get contributions from any of those guys. Isaiah Hall ended up being kind of a knucklehead. So even the team was trying to get him off the team because it was bad for the culture. Isaiah Nayor got hurt, so he didn't really get to contribute. And then Tariq Milton, you know, he made some big plays, but still never really consistently enough uh, so, he can be, so he can become or even compete for that number three wide receiver spot. So uh, I think they need him desperately, and maybe that's the pitch. He's 6'3", 190. I would love for him to be the deep threat in that offense so that Xavier Worthy isn't typecast as that guy because he regressed having to be the featured wide receiver and also be the deep threat in the offense, fulfilling yeah. two roles. Yeah, it, was a, it seemed like it was a little bit too much for him. Yeah. It seemed like it. I agree it, with that. It kind of distanced themselves, and then all of a sudden things started changing from his work. I'm not going to say work ethic because every from the bottom to the beginning, everybody was talking about his work, that mm-hmm. the work ethic was good. He was out there. He was the first one there, but just wasn't closing out those deals, yep. and that's the biggest thing for him. So he needs a little bit of help. Uh, all right. The other uh, story going behind the burnout's curtain, and it's a strange one. Um <laughs> CDC oh my goodness. announced the spring game date mm-hmm. while whilst replying to a Longhorn fan who was trying to inquire about the day of the, the spring game because they were traveling with their family from Michigan and they were trying to make plans. Which hey man, you gotta you're middle class, you gotta make plans. That save you some money. Yep, yep. The inflation time, you're trying to do stuff at the last minute, costs you a lot of bread. So he's trying to, you know, be be a responsible family man and plan ahead of time. So he was just asking C- CDC via you know social media, hey, CDC, hey, man, what's up, man? You think you can hook me up with the date of the spring game? Uh, CDC obliged him and said <laughs> April 15th, my man. And yeah. the crazy part about it, and I pointed this out earlier, CDC didn't even know who this person was. This person could have been a bot or anything. It was just a random dude on uh, social media that reached out to CDC, and he's the most accessible AD arguably in the country, and CDC obliged him. And then after that, I mean, people started hounding CDC. Yeah, they started, hey, is, can you please make it at 6 or 7 o'clock exactly. at night? <laughs> hey, boss, has the time been set yet for the game? Is it going to be free? Is, is it going to be free? Is it going to be free? For real. Can I get some, uh, can we do something about the toilet paper yeah, in the bathroom, hook, CDC? Up, I mean, yeah, all, but, I mean, CDC, give him some props, man. He is really accessible. Uh, Longhorn fans, uh, they're lucky. I mean, Longhorn fans are really lucky that CDC is you know, so cool about answering questions on social media. I'm sure there are ads out there that that do it. Yeah, but guys, the guy that reached out to him, I said this earlier. You know what his Twitter, like his Twitter handle is? <laughs> it's at Sean G R E seven eight two zero eight zero eight three. Yep. What? But he's a he's a Texas Longhorn fan, <laughs> and he's been around for a while. And That's I, all that I, I just went to his uh, social media page. He's got a lot of when he, whenever he comes into town, he spends time 
around the town because he's been to a baseball game. He's got pictures posted. Took a picture with Sark. So he's been a man of, of town whenever he is in town. I ain't mad at him, man. Yeah. But it, it's, it just shows you that, man, CDC, he's a man of the people. He's definitely a man God, of the God people. God bless him. He's a man of the people. Uh, okay, um, let's give our prediction real quick on the game tomorrow for Texas basketball before we get out of here. Texas versus West Virginia. On the road versus West Virginia. Yep. And they're feeling themselves because they just came off a big win, upset win over TCU. Yep. So their biggest win of the season. Uh, what are your thoughts about Texas going out there pulling off the win? They need it because, obviously, a loss for Texas in their last road game versus Iowa State. Texas needs to come out and control from the tip. Momentum, crisp with the passing, making sure that guys aren't holding on to the ball. There needs to be ball movement throughout this game. If Texas can do that, I think Texas could win this basketball game. But mm-hmm. if we get to the point where we're dependent upon one or two guys to carry the team – it's not going to work, especially in that rowdy uh, arena out there in West Virginia. Yeah. No, I'm with you on that. Um, uh, your thoughts, Patrick? You think this uh, for Texas? I mean, it ain't no. It, there's no easy wins in the Big 12, but is this a win for Texas on the road? I mean, they are underdogs right now wow. uh, in the books. They're one-and-a-half-point underdogs. This is Trey Mitchell is going to, I'm sure, try and have a huge game against Texas. Mm-hmm. Uh, go show up his former team. Yep. Uh, I, I still think Texas can win this game. Uh, they, just, they shot really poorly, did not play a good game. Uh, didn't play 40 minutes, and they were still in that game against Oklahoma State. So, I, I, I mean, this is something where I, I, until this team completely breaks down, I know everybody is already on board that this Texas team is at some point this season going to completely collapse and lose every single game. And, mm-hmm. like, I keep hearing people being down on it. Yeah. This is a senior. This is an older team. I think they're going to be fine. I think, yeah. you know, it's going to be close. It's a Big 12. Every game's a battle. This is just a really good team. And I, I, they're just a good team. Yeah, and I, I like that, you know, whatever existed or was an issue or problematic for this team in one game doesn't seem to uh, persist and become mm-hmm. systemic. So the issue last game was Long's scoring droughts, something I want to see fixed. Yep. As long as that happens, I think they'll be, all fi- they'll be okay. All right, we come back. We'll wrap it up. Put it in the oven right here on Ball Don't Lie, 104.9 The Horn. Correct. Pop a top again. you mind if I have some of your tasty beverage to wash Oh, yeah. yeah. I've been known to drink a beer or two. I think a man working outdoors feels more like a man if you can have a bottle of suds. It's only my opinion, sir. I got beer. I got bottled breast milk. Eh, why don't we start with the beer? Okay. It's 5 o'clock somewhere. Wait, it's already 5 o'clock here. It's time for What's on Tap. How about a nice cool drink? That's oh, really man, good. That's good. That's that is... Welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. Time to wrap it up and put it in the oven. Before we do, we'll let you know what's on tap. If you missed any part of any of the shows, please go to hornfm.com. You can catch up with them on the podcast page there. All right, what's on tap for you this weekend, Arch? What you got for the people? Football, football, football. But, of course, you know, mm-hmm. my kids got some soccer games that we're going to end football. up attending to. Yeah, so football. football. <laughs> it's going to be football and then football. <laughs> Damn right. I can't wait. I'm excited. Me too. I, what, what's going to be your meal choices for the games? This is always a concern with me because, uh, you know what I mean? You got the, cause you got beverages. Good foot, you got great football every weekend. Or you got to eat something good every weekend. Beverages. For the beverages. Yeah, I yeah know, that's I, what definitely I know what you're drinking. I'm going to be I'm all turned too. up. Yeah, there no doubt. A little hot cat tequila for me, a little Bud Light. <laughs> Love that. Turned uh, up. What's on uh, tap for you, uh, Patrick? Uh, first, shout out to my brother, uh, Anthony White, my co-host on uh, Instant Series. It is his birthday this Happy weekend. Happy birthday. birthday. Happy so birthday. we'll be celebrating that tomorrow. 
nice. watching football and then some UFC. So I'll Beautiful. be hanging That's out with right. them. UFC and then this weekend, I'm guessing too. Sunday I'm going to be watching in my in bed trying to recover. That's <laughs> normally how that goes. Yeah. How, how old is he turning? 39. Oh, oh yeah. okay, yeah, right before the four oh last, yeah, right before last the big beat, party, last party. birthday in the thirties. Yeah, you gotta. Yeah. He's the one. He's right. buddy. It's he's like he hits at the beginning of the year, and then I hit it in May. So I get to make fun of him for like four months that he's too old. <laughs> yeah. yeah, nice. Uh, well, you guys have fun. Uh, I'll be watching football too, man. Just tons of football over the weekend. Really oh, no, excited. That's real. Excited for you, Cowboys fans. I really am. I'm excited for y'all. He's a hell of a challenge, and I think the Cowboys are up to the challenge. Man, you about to walk into your house and your wife here and mother-in-law gonna be looking at you oh, like, man, yeah. what you doing giving the Cowboys some love? Oh yeah, I'm giving them love. I'm giving them, I'm giving love. Cause, I'm, cause I, like I, like I told, uh, I, I told my boy Boski, so I was talking to him, I said, listen, I talk to mostly, my, mostly my listeners are Cowboys yeah, fans. Yeah, they are. So they're, they're family. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they so are. I ain't gonna go on there and start talking trash to there the family like that. No, no, no. I picked the 49ers, but I respect my listeners too I like much that. for that. So, I like that. Uh, I, hey, do you I think am, we're gonna see Ghostface Keller? Ghostface Keller. We're going to have to see Ghostface, Ghostface Keller. Keller. Yeah, like that. Without the heart ER. That's right. I want to thank make sure man, that. Yeah, make sure I thank our man Patrick and Horace doing a great job as always. And thank you guys for listening. Remember that Revolution will not be televised. We'll be talking about it right here on Ball Don't Lie. We love you guys for meeting that. Take care of yourselves. But more importantly, take care of each other. Have a great weekend. Peace.